0: Welcome to Episode 78 of the Montana Values Podcast. In this show, we'll talk about standing in the gap for Montana's children. Let's join our host, Tammy Fisher. But first, a housekeeping issue. Thank you to our loyal listener, Donna. She comes to us from the Southwest. She is a great supporter of the show, listens to the podcast, and we thank her for sponsoring today's program. Thanks, Donna.
1: Thank you, Donna. She comes from the southwest of the United States. She's not even from Montana, right? Correct. And she's been an awesome supporter and fan of the program. We're going national, Mick. We're going national. (laughs) (laughs) Cha-ching, (laughs) cha-ching. All right, folks, today we're going to talk about how we, as a state, treat hungry kids. Imagine being in elementary school and not having the luxury of eating a hot lunch like the rest of your classmates all because of outstanding debt in your lunch account. Or imagine receiving a stamp on your hand or a note pinned to your shirt that says, I need lunch money. Or being eight years old and having the lunch lady lean down and whisper to you, tell your parents they need to pay your lunch debt. Until then, you'll have to go to the other lunch line. And that other line is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and milk or soup and a roll while your friends get pizza and a salad. For many children in Montana, this is their present reality. Unfortunately, shaming that comes with school lunch debt plagues children and young adolescents everywhere in America. At the end of the 2017-18 school year, the School Nutrition Association said that 75% of school districts nationwide reported having unpaid student meal debt. There are two methods to obtaining federal government school lunch subsidies. In high-poverty areas, where at least 40% of children in either the district or the school qualify for free or reduced meals, a federal program called Community Eligibility Provision covers the cost of breakfast and lunch for each child without consideration of parental income. There's no application for parents to complete, and every kid just gets a free breakfast and lunch. That actually happened with a school in Kalispell, where my kid was in elementary school. Now, I can afford my kids' food at school, but the school he went to applied for the program and qualified. So even I didn't have to pay for my kids' school breakfast or lunch. Now, as a conservative who has both the ability and feels an obligation to pay for all of my kids' needs, I wasn't too happy about this plan because it shifted my financial burdens, which I can readily meet to other Americans. But I also get that there's a need, and frankly, it's a better program to get kids fed than the second program. Of course, not every district qualifies for the CEP program, which leaves schools to individual child enrollment in the National School Lunch Program. According to the USDA's Food Assistance Landscape 2018 annual report, roughly 29.7 million children participated in the National School Lunch Program each school day. It's a federally assisted meal program that provides breakfast and lunch for children that at either a reduced price or for no charge at all, depending on income level. For a child to receive free and reduced price lunches, though, parents have to fill out an application to see if they qualify. Parents also have to reapply annually to keep receiving coverage on school lunch funds. Children who come from families with an annual income at or below 130% of the poverty level are eligible for free meals at school. 130% of the poverty level is about $33,475 for a family of four. Children from families who make an income that falls between 130% and 185% of the poverty level, which is about $47,000 for a family of four, can receive lunch for a fraction of the cost. Under that program, the student only pays 30 cents for breakfast and 40 cents for lunch. For comparison, the average elementary school breakfast and lunch costs about $1.50 and $2.50, respectively. However, sometimes the reduced lunch price still doesn't support families enough. Interestingly, the number of participants in free or reduced school lunch program is down 1% from last year and 7% from 2011. Still, 43% of U.S. school districts report that the number of students without adequate school lunch funds increased last school year. The discrepancy between the number of students participating in the National School Lunch Program and those with insufficient funds is attributable to both income requirements and enrollment in the program. Without these two factors in check, school lunch debt begins to accumulate. So Mickey and I have done quite a bit of research on this subject in Montana many parents don't want to fill out the government forms for free or reduced lunch because they fear being identified or put on some sort of list by the federal government. They either fear that they are being targeted as child abusers unable to feed their children, or they simply are uninterested in the federal government having more information about their family than they wish to share. And all Montanans can empathize with that fear, whether it's founded or not. The problem is, you still have this gap to fill. You still have people who aren't filling out that form who otherwise would qualify to have their kids get free or reduced school lunch. But
0: then what happens to the kids? Who covers their meals? Don't our property taxes cover the cost of kids going to school?
1: Well, no. <laughs> school district funds are designated to cover educational costs, not meals. So while the federal government, through the USDA's National School Lunch Program, gives schools a set amount of money from the federal government to give to qualifying students, debt that accumulates from students whose families do not qualify for free lunch or for other reasons have not enrolled in the program, they don't want to fill out the form, well, those debts won't be alleviated by the federal government. In fact, there's an actual federal law banning the USDA funds from being applied to outstanding school lunch debt. Congress's Healthy Hunger-Free Kid Act of 2010 told the USDA in July 2017 to establish regulations to cover debt incurred by schools. One of those regulations, enforced, includes the restriction of schools using federal funds to pay off any debt incurred from students with insufficient funds. It also required each school district to establish a policy on how they manage the issue. So, So the outstanding school lunch debt just sits there. And do our property taxes then just pay it? Nope. Well, why not? Because in Montana, use of property tax dollars for school budgeting is mandated by law. Every school district has a board of trustees that manages the school district budget, but the dollars in that budget are designated to go to certain buckets. And school lunch is considered a non-budgeted fund, which means any fund for which an official budget is not required to be adopted in order to expend money on deposit in the fund. Expenditures from these funds are limited to the amount of cash balance in the fund. If you don't have a cash balance in the fund, you can't spend the dollars. So according to Montana law, 20-10-207 School Food Services Fund.
0: The trustees of any district offering school food services shall establish a school food services fund under the following provisions. One, the trustees of any district offering school food services may A. Enter into contracts for the purpose of obtaining funds, supplies, and equipment, food commodities, and facilities necessary for the establishment operation and maintenance of the school food services. B. Sell food to the pupils and adults participating in the school food services. C. Accept any gift for use of the school food services. D. Allocate federal funds received in lieu of property taxation to the school food services fund and E. Adopt such policies for the operation of school food services as are consistent with the regulations of the superintendent of public instruction and with the laws of Montana. Number two, when the trustees of any district offer school food services, they shall establish a school food services fund for the deposit of proceeds from the sale of food, gifts, and other monies specified in this section, and for the expenditure of such monies in support of the school food services.
1: So Montana law basically says, yeah. Set up a school lunch program, but essentially Montana law also directs that the school lunch program pays for itself so that property tax dollars don't subsidize school lunch. So this is a gaping hole between federal lunch subsidies, parents who pay their kids school lunch debt and the lunch debt from parents that don't pay. And the consequence is that kids go hungry because they are left to be the debt collectors for their deadbeat parents. And how do we know this? Because school districts really have no other choice. They don't have the dollars they can take from budgeted funds. That's where your property tax dollars fill those funds and transfer to the non-budgeted funds that are supposed to be solvent on their own terms. They charge a fee for the service and those fees pay for the service. It's the same way school sports are paid for by ticket sales, activity tickets, uniform sales, etc. And schools have to collect the debt. So what do they do to try to get parents to pay up? Well, some prevent kids from graduating or getting their diploma until the debt is paid. They might mark kids' hands with a marker, pin notes to their clothes, move kids to separate food lines. The theory is parents don't respond to the bills, so if the kids relay the message or feel shame, so will the parents. The problem is some of these parents just don't give a shit and never will. They are fine with little Johnny going without food every day. Not all parents love and cherish their children. Parents with addiction prefer to buy their drug or alcohol of choice over paying student lunch debt. Many of these kids are fully on the fringe, If you think the foster care system is going to help and intervene, well, we've got some podcasts for you to listen to about our failed foster care system. And if you still believe the foster care system is going to step in and fix this problem, well, I've got some oceanfront property in Montana to sell you. These are kids that go to school without socks and boots in the winter, who bring lunch pails full of candy. Kids whose only safe haven, the only place where they can feel peace is at school because their home life is terrible abusive full of addiction and where there's no food in the cabinets there either so what we have ended up doing to fill the gap between paid lunch and unpaid lunch is causing kids to pay for the sins of their parents and that's just intolerable mickey and i found this fact so intolerable (laughs) (laughs) that we started a charity to cover school lunch debt in our county. It's called Gap Fillers. And, Mickey, will you explain what Gap Fillers does? Sure. We cover school lunch debt. We provide
0: free puberty products and dispensers to all the schools. And we provide free, life-saving medical supplies to schools like EpiPens,
1: insulin, and AEDs. And we started this charity when we learned of these gaps between what our property taxes, bonds, and levies pay for and what goes unfunded in schools. And after we started the charity, here's what we learned. Some of the hardest working and most compassionate school employees are the lunch ladies and men and the custodial staff. Lunch ladies hate asking kids to tell their parents to pay their debt. Lunch ladies pull dollars from their own pockets to cover school lunch for kids when they can. Lunch ladies abhor having separate lines for kids who can pay or are federally subsidized and those whose parents won't pay. And more than one told us they cry after school because of how children are separated and feel shame. And they cry because they know that the kids who feel shame just stop getting in line just don't go to lunch, just can't stand the idea of being reminded that they are less than or that their parents are deadbeats. They just walk away hungry because they prefer hunger over shame. So when we learned this and shed a few tears ourselves, we made a deal with the school districts. We promise forever and ever to pay all school lunch debt at the end of the school year so long as
0: One, every kid has access to the same meal line. Two, no kid will ever be told the balance on their lunch bill. Three, they engage in a messaging campaign that essentially says, just eat and don't worry about the cost. Four, the district continues to try to collect directly from the parents, but if the parents just won't pay, we will cover it.
1: Is it frustrating that parents choose not to pay the debt? Oh, yeah, it sure is. But that's nowhere near as frustrating as kids going without food. We've even had comments when we posted on Facebook and other social media about what Gap Fillers does from people who are saying, well, paying that debt won't change the parents' behavior. And we recognize that. We can't change parental behavior. And we sure as shit aren't going to sacrifice a kid's health and welfare in order to try to maybe affect their deadbeat parents. Because we know that to avoid the pains of hunger, some kids are behaving poorly. How do you behave when you're hungry? I get really stinking crabby and mad. So it's no surprise that studies have found kids that have school lunch paid for have less school suspensions. It's fascinating, but it makes sense when you think about it. How can a kid concentrate
0: in the classroom when they're hungry? Yeah,
1: it's, it's insane. They can't. Our charity got some relief during the pandemic, so we could focus on our other two goals during the pandemic. All school lunch debt at that time was paid for by the federal government. And I think it was a couple years of the federal government covering school lunch. They just opened the floodgates and paid without restriction or application or program requirements. But that spigot is turned off now. And this year, school lunch debt started again. 75% of school districts reporting have unpaid meal debt ranging from $10 to $500,000 nationally. And the debt adds up fast. A high school student buying breakfast and lunch can end up shelling out about $770 per year. And that's a significant sum for many low- and middle-income families in the United States. To put this in perspective... A recent study by the U.S. Federal Reserve found that nearly 40 percent of U.S. households would struggle to pay for an unexpected $400 expense. That means the burden of assisting kids whose families do not qualify for free or reduced price school meals falls entirely on the local school districts and us, you and me, Montanans. Since this is a new year and free meals ended, families who qualify for free meals may not realize that they have to fill out paperwork again and then struggle to pay the fees. Other students who ate for free during the pandemic might rack up debt before realizing their families don't meet the low income thresholds. So the need is real and we need to do something about it. Some folks think laws against school lunch shaming are effective We get the idea behind it, but they're not effective. Because the school is still left holding the bag with no way to pay the debt, that proposed solution doesn't actually solve the problem or fill the gap. Some folks propose free school lunch for everyone. As conservatives, this is a tough sell for Mickey and me. I take my parenting responsibility very seriously, and I don't need the government's help paying for my kids' food. And we don't think the 80 year old widowers on a fixed income on the west side of town should see a property tax increase because parents don't pay their bills. We believe this is a community problem that can be and should be solved by the community and not the government. And when Montana is made aware of the issue, Montanans, as we have found, rise up and fill the gap because no Montanan believes children should pay for the sins of their parents. Every Montanan knows the kids or was the kid that just didn't go to lunch or stood in the poor kid lunch line. Every Montanan believes in equality of opportunity. Every child should have the same educational opportunity and compete on the same playing field. As conservative Republicans, we don't believe in equality of outcome, but we absolutely believe and embrace equality of opportunity. And when kids are hungry, They cannot avail themselves of the same educational opportunity their peers have because food is a basic human need in order for humans to function. So what do we do about this, Montana? Well, every school district has a phone number. Call your school district. Find out how much student lunch debt they have. Find out how they treat students who have student lunch debt. Then get your friends and family members together and pay it off. Instead of buying each other Christmas gifts, pay off student lunch debt. Or if you want a charitable write off, donate to Gap Fillers. You can tell us which school's debt you want paid, and we will transfer all of your dollars there. And if you are concerned that Fisher takes a cut of every donation, well, we don't do that. Our board members pay all of the administration fees, so every dime you donate goes to the kids. Every single penny. It's just an avenue for folks to get a tax write-off for their charitable donations. And to fill the summer gap where kids aren't in school, Gap Fillers provides home hygiene kits for every kid that contains combs, toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, soap, shampoo, and puberty products for girls. Migrant families with children who are in the flathead to pick cherries are also provided with hygiene kits. So if something like that suits your charitable fancy, join us in providing these items, too. We have to look to our Montana communities to fill the gaps that government leaves. Our children deserve the best opportunities to create a better state. It's our obligation as Montanans and community members to raise the character of our communities and this state. So please, Montana, when you have a spare buck or two, look to eliminate school lunch debt in your communities. Kids who can't rely upon their parents rely upon us. We can't continue to ask educators to give more out of their own pockets and point blame at schools and deadbeat parents for kids going without. And we can certainly fill these gaps so that every Montana kid not only survives, but thrives in our state. If you want to use Gap Fillers for your donations, go to gapfillersflathead.com and feel free to designate the school you wish to donate to you'll receive a receipt to use when you file your taxes.
0: Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com. Locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MT Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.